Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Inferno Cast, episode 22. I am, of course, Inferno Fox, host of this podcast and of YouTube's Inferno Fox Gaming channel. We are here on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. And as I say every week, today we have a special topic, and it really is special, near and dear to me, one of my absolute favorite video game series. And before we jump into that, let me introduce my wonderful cast and crew. First up, we have Mobster, my best friend and big time Smash Brothers rival slash competitor slash teammate slash probably he'll slash me on our Super Smash Brothers tournament that we're going to be holding this Saturday that we're going to be live streaming on the Inferno Fox gaming channel. So make sure you join us for that. Mobster, thank you so much for joining us as well. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Next up, we have Jason the 13th of the YouTube channel, Jason the 13th. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem. Up next also is Astromedes, developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Astromedes, thank you so much for joining us as well. Glad to be here and uh, once again get schooled uh, on this topic by you. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Stormrose Sky of Twitch and YouTube channels of Stormrose Sky. Storm, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here amongst you people. And pleasure to ha have you here with us as well. Next up is Simbu Darkfang. He is our resident level five grandpa, a ba basement of the dead primary actor. And sorry, mobster, but he is the best player at Forkknife. He's the best. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us Maybe oh, our I, best. There, there's too many buttons on my remote i'm trying to figure it out right now hold on no worries you have a wiimote in your hand that's a, that's the problem it's a wii remote so can't play smash brothers with the wiimote when we're not playing the wii version of smash brothers so this won't work for my tv then no nope, it's not going to work yeah. for your tv you got to flush it down the toilet i'm going to miss the weather <laughs> Jamie Owls. Spoken like a true grandpa. Yes, he is. That's why he is our resident level five grandpa. Not level four, not level six, but level five. And last but not least is my partner and partner in crime, Jamie Owls, 87. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. I'd love to have you here and love to have my cast and crew for this fantastic topic, which is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. The anniversary of this, the five-year anniversary, and oh my goodness, I can't believe it's been five years, is actually next week, Thursday, December 7th, we are having our Smash Brothers Celebration podcast today because next week, uh, next Tuesday, we are going to be doing a predictions episode of the Game Awards, which of course is airing on Thursday the 7th. So make sure you check our episode for, for that. But again, this week is going to be Smash Brothers, and I'm going to be opening up our preliminary topic with who are your mains in smash brothers mobster who is your main or mains in smash brothers how many do i get to list <laughs> you list them all um, um we're gonna be here for a while when he lists all 80 some characters <laughs> yeah, i wish i was that good i wish in I was order <laughs> in order and then alphabetically um i got pyra uh, Mithra is definitely one. I'd say Yoshi, Samus, and probably Corin are my top four mains. Very nice. Very nice. 
uh jason how about you what are your main or mains in smash brothers oh i like the odd characters as everyone knows so my top five probably top five would be pac-man roy uh ice climbers um oh my god now i'm drawing a blank on the fifth here <laughs> uh, so you said, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olimar and Inkling, right? Uh, oh, Inkling would be up there. Olimar I'm good with, but you can't get kills with him. I survived <laughs> for so long while I'm playing him. That's the scary part. But, yep. Yeah, Inkling would be up there in the top five, yeah. Nice. Astromedius, how about you? Who, who are your main or mains in Smash Brothers? Uh, Samus would probably be my main and the one I'm kind of most, uh, actually skilled with. Um, I also like, uh, Mewtwo and Ness. I'm not actually that good with them though. Um, and I sort of like, uh, on the big guy side, I kind of like, uh, King DDD and Ganondorf. Again, I don't think I'm nearly as good with those other characters. So Samus is definitely the... Only one I have any skill in. My uh, strategy is basically to be kind of a spoiler and opportunistic. <laughs> and I find I can pull that off best with Samus. Nice. So essentially, you are the Simbu for Smash Brothers, where Simbu is like how he is in Halo. You got a pair of people fighting. Simbu goes in there, throws a grenade, and kills them both. That's exactly what I try to be like. Yes. Yes. Well, Inferno Fox, that's until you and I both pull out energy swords and then we just clash for the next 10 minutes while we wait for Adam to uh, throw the grenade at you guys. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, God, I miss those times. Miss those days. Uh, Storm, how about you? Who are your mains in Smash Brothers? All right. I had to look up the list because I don't remember who I use. (laughs) Uh, Link was one. Um, I know that I've used Marth because I like their abilities. And what the where'd they go? I have recently used Pac Man and Rosalina. <laughs> I use nice. I tend to use Rosalina in Smash, and she is my main in Mario Kart. So, um, I was gonna yeah, say, and I've used the villagers, the villager. And from Animal Crossing, just because. Nice and Rosalina, isn't anyway. that? Isn't she like one of the best characters to meta play on in the newest update for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe? Thought that's yes. what I. Okay. Yes. Smart. Smart. Yep. Nice. Simbu, yep. how about you? I know you. You'd mentioned before the cast that you last played on the 3DS. Uh, when you were playing or playing a lot on the 3DS and Wii U with us, who are you maining? Uh, I, you know, Pikachu, Marth, Toon Link, I think was pretty much my three mains. Um, it's been so long, I can't really remember all the other random fighters. I know I did a lot of, uh, trying random characters at one point. Nice. No, so that, that way you kind of get a good feel for who, whom you like best, but no, those are good mains. And last but not least, Jamie Owls, when you play Smash, who do you usually uh, select? I have an idea who you're going to say, but but let us know. Um, So it's been a while since I've played, but the characters I remember vividly were Yoshi. That's usually number one. I played as uh, Lucina. Um, another one I was pretty good with is Meta Knights. 
and the other one uh, was Pit. Those were the four that I was pretty good with playing, and all the other ones I never really cared for. Yeah, no, that I, I remember you you probably doing the best with Pit, although I felt like you enjoyed your time most with Yoshi, because, of course, you love Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finagle my camera, and I'll show the audience at home who my mains are, and they are, you really can't see with the the uh, <laughs> reflection too much, but you see Mega Man, Luigi, Cloud, Link, Samus, and Simon. And now I am going to fight with the camera for the next couple of minutes while I move on to the rest of the dialogue for Smash Brothers Ultimate, which as I mentioned, five years, again, can't believe it. Uh, Brief introduction in regards to just like the Smash series uh, um, as a whole for anybody who has kind of been living in a cave and isn't aware and likes video games but doesn't know of Smash. It, it essentially, of course, is a platform fighting game where you got a lot of mascots and characters from very various Nintendo series fighting one another, ultimate goal of just pushing them off the stage. While games like Forknife celebrate their ability to cross over many different franchises, as they should, Smash Brothers was one of the first series to actually do this. And that's really most evident with the third entry in the series, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, when it started including third-party characters like Sonic the Hedgehog and Solid Snake, the latter from Metal Gear. So me personally, when Ultimate was featured in the 2018 E3 presentation back in it was that, June of 2018, uh, they announced the release date uh, for roughly six months in the future from then and... I, I, I even to this day, I can't remember or think of any other time I found myself more excited for a video game to come out than Smash Brothers Ultimate. Besides when like the Super Nintendo came out in 91 <laughs> or even maybe when Super Metroid or Final Fantasy 3 for the Super Nintendo was was released. And kind of just on that note, just general excitement for like a game or a video game or even a video game system so i want to open up with a question of what video games were were you like the most excited to have come out um storm if i could uh get your opinion on that first like what, what what video game just you just couldn't wait to come out when when you knew it was coming honestly right now it was the uh, more recently the super mario rpg yes. that was super exciting so that that one I was doing more countdown to the days for other than that. Um, you know, maybe right now I will add the new South Park video game to that, but <laughs> nothing on my radar. And since then, no, I can't think that was one that I was super excited for because I fell in love with it from the Super Nintendo. To, so to have it now on the Switch and it's just beautiful anyway. So, yeah. Definitely the uh, Super Mario RPG will be my vote. Nice. Yeah, that that that's a great pick. I was definitely excited for that, but like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I will add real quick. Sorry. I was some excited for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> uh, video game coming out as well. I forgot, but I just have Mario and the brain, but I'll add that <laughs> that had some excitement as well. So there you go. Nice. Uh, Jason, how about you? Uh, what, what game or, or, or console or anything that you were just like so super excited for? Can't think of anything that made me like super excited. Um, hmm. 
Final Fantasy at all? No, not really Final Fantasies at all. Not even the Pokemon games? I was going to say Pokemon. The newer <laughs> ones, I haven't been, like, I don't know. I just, because of lack of time issues and everything <laughs> like that, I just haven't been excited like I used to be. Like, we roll back time, of course. I was more excited about when games came out. Now it's more the, oh, the game's coming out. Hey, it got pushed back. Hey, good. They found some bugs that they could fix, you know? But uh, <laughs> probably, actually, Tears of the Kingdom, I was pretty excited for to actually get a hold of that and play that after Breath of the Wild. Uh, Breath of the Wild was so good that Tears of the Kingdom got me going a little. <laughs> I think his question entails all of your video games to the past. I know, I know. What, I you, what you were most excited for. Could have been first Super Mario Brother game, you know? I think that he means whatever one you were most excited about. I know, so, I so don't... we'll accept Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't think of times a video game got me that excited. <laughs> I I know what it was. It was the Animal Crossing download content, you know, the, <laughs> the, the DLC for really Animal liked. Crossing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Paradise. Yeah. That's what you were so excited about there, mm-hmm. Jason the 13th. Anyway. Yeah, but it it didn't oh, have any hentai, so <laughs> Well, if that's the case then Storms, you know, most anticipated game ever was uh Palea, so Yes. A game I've only maybe seen a trailer of for like a second. A second. So <laughs> anyway, carry on. Uh, Jamie Alice, how about you? Any uh, video games that had that had come out that you were just so super excited for? The one I can really remember was the Spyro trilogy remastered. I remember I was so excited for that. Because I've always loved the Spyro games, and the most recent one that's going to be coming out next February is the uh, remastered of the first original Tomb Raider games that's going to be coming out on the Switch. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm counting down the days and (laughs) can't wait for February. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Simbo, how about you? Any video games that you came out or you knew were coming out that you were just like super excited for, couldn't wait, sort of a, a deal? You know, it it's it's one of those things where game releases haven't really been the same as, as they used to be. Um, so yeah, was I excited for games to come out recently? Yeah, but I would say the last game where i really enjoyed the release and couldn't wait for was probably halo 3 back on the 360 good one um and that's because back then you know game game stops and game well where i went was game crazy which was attached to then out you know long defunct hollywood video um they did midnight releases so they had set up a big halo 2 tournament uh, for the midnight release of Halo 3. So that was fun being there with a whole bunch of other people who were there for the same reason. Um, it was just a great, you know, just a great experience all around for a gaming community. Yeah, and you you bring up a good point because when Smash Ultimate came out, like we had Mobster, Jason, and myself actually go and do the midnight release for that game uh back on back in in december 2018 and it was a thing where 
even to this day, that's actually the last midnight release that I had attended. And I just haven't, haven't really since. And that maybe that's due to the pervasive nature of like digital releases. And funny enough, I did preload a digital copy of Smash Ultimate on my Switch. So, so technically, guys, yeah, we could have played it at my place at 11 p.m., but we did get the <laughs> night, the whole ambiance and experience of the midnight release for Smash Brothers. And funny enough, that that copy right here that we we picked up for me, uh, it's still unopened. I've, I've, I still, nice. still haven't cracked that open, but. At least, at least we had we had that experience during the while we were waiting in line. They announced uh, the game awards were actually going on right right then there too, and yep. they announced during it the first DLC, which was going to be Joker. And I remember th- the three of us looking at each other like, "Who the hell is Joker? Like, it's not anybody that's uh, they're not going to have like Batman or anything in there." And then of course I take the time to learn that's Persona and the whole series, and I get into that and blah 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 blah, but. Uh, Simbu, you had mentioned about your experience doing a midnight release with uh, with Halo. Um, I, of course, have done many midnight releases because, of course, I, I, I'm a big dork and I, I used to love doing that, um, doing games like um, Simbu, you and I have done, uh, I think rock, we did Rock Band 3 together. Um, Jason, you and I, and I think one of your cousins did Smash Brawl. Um, I think we did the 3DS version of Smash. I can't remember if we did the, the Wii U one as well. Um, Jason, do you remember any other uh, midnight releases that you've done for video games? I've done a bunch of the Pokemon midnight releases. <laughs> um, the, they never do any kind of tournaments or anything like that. It's just lots of people showing up to get the game as soon as possible, you know, but... <laughs> Um, other they than, should put rare Pokemon Go Pokemon at uh, <laughs> those events. They should. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, that that's almost a given at the at that this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, other than Smash Brothers and Pokemon, I can't think of any other midnight releases that I've actually gone to that have been like big turnouts. No, no, no worries. Um, Mobster, any did you do any other midnight releases with us? I don't remember. I don't, uh, I don't, I can't really recall. I definitely remember the Smash Brothers one. If I did any other one, it would have been a Halo one. Um, but I can't specifically recall, so I'm going to guess that I didn't. Um, those those are the, uh, would be the two games that, uh, Halos in general from, you know, Halo 2, 3, 4, and Reach. Uh, after that, it wasn't as big of a deal, but those were all, like, had me excited when they were coming out and, same with uh, the Smash Brothers. I mean, shoot, even before Ultimate, I was excited about the other ones before that. But like, those are the games that I was most excited about when it got released for sure. Yeah, it, it, I, it, excitement doesn't really describe the the feeling for me for these new Smash Brothers games because they they don't they don't happen very often. I mean, this is they say it's the sixth one because we the Wii U and 3DS one uh, they, they like to say that that's the fourth and the fifth one, but really they're both technically the same game, the same engine, just on uh, two different types of systems. Uh, Astromedes, how about you? Do you do, have you done midnight releases for video games ever? 
I've never done anything like a midnight release. The thinking about games I was really excited about the release of was uh, probably the one that most comes to mind is Super Mario Brothers 3, probably because I was a victim of marketing. Um, (laughs) But uh, I was definitely looking forward to that game a lot and, you know, of course, enjoyed it and played a lot of it, a lot of it as a kid. Um, And then uh, other games that come to mind that I was really excited about. Of course, they're all sequels. Um, But uh, Risk of Rain 2 is an indie uh, Steam game. I I really liked the first Risk of Rain. It was a 2D kind of side view action game. And then Risk of Rain 2 came out and it was a 3D game. I was like very cautiously optimistic about it and ended up not really liking that liking it that much um so that was a disappointing one i was excited about but uh most recently then darkest dungeon 2 i was looking forward to a lot and i was kind of following the development of again a pc steam game um and that one i was definitely not disappointed by and still play it nice um kind of really quickly segue on on that uh, Simbu, any video game that you knew was coming and that you 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 tried and you were just like really disappointed with, kind of going along with what Astromedes said, was there ever what was there one that was like <laughs> you, you liked, but then when you tried it, you're like, this is not this is not what I was expecting. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, can we? Can we just start naming Assassin's Creed games past <laughs> uh, Unity? Um, <laughs> uh, the only, honestly, the only Assassin's Creed game that I, you know, was excited to play and was uh, enjoyed past Unity was Assassin's Creed Origins, and that was in Egypt. I love, I just love the fact that they went to Egypt. However, I was always remaining hopeful for the Assassin's Creed series. And <clears throat> yeah, Syndicate, Odyssey, uh, Valhalla, they all kind of just fell short um, to the point where I was going to pick up Mirage during the Black Friday and, you know, went against the uh, went against myself and didn't do it. Um, I mean, that's probably the biggest one. And, well, I'm going to be called a heretic here, and everyone can hate me in the comments down below. <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild. You know what? I was excited for it to release, and it just... That, that, that is not the hot take that you would think it is, because one, one of my uh, buddies, Runjin Run, feels the exact same way. The exact same way. And I... And, I, I bet you the the reasons that you would give are extremely valid, and you know, honestly, it's a it's a it was a change in the series that just wasn't for everybody. You know, that's it's really as simple as that. Do I think you're wrong? Yes, but <laughs> I respect your opinion. You, you have the wrong opinion, but I, you, no, that's I, obviously I mess with you because you, <laughs> you can't be wrong. <laughs> He he's getting <laughs> you're getting uh close to Sheldon Cooper territory there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, again, you know, I, I you know, I loved you know, I wasn't a fan of like Majora's Mask, but I love Ocarina of Time. Um, I love Twilight Princess, you know, Four Swords wasn't wasn't terrible. The the seasons one was pretty good too, you know, and it, it's just I don't I don't know. Like I, I told 
Jason the 13th the other day. We were talking about it. Um, it might have been because I was trying to play it on the Switch Lite. That might have been an issue. So, honestly, I've got a couple games I'm borrowing from him now, and I finished those, and I caught up a bit more. I'll probably borrow Breath of the Wild from him again. Yeah, play it on the, the regular Switch and see if that changes my opinion. And don't force it. Like, if you play play it for an hour or two and you're like, this is, I'm not feeling this. And you know what? You know, don't, don't force it. Shoot. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Storm, uh, kind of getting back to my original question. Uh, Storm, have you done any midnight releases for video games at all? Not for video games. <laughs> no, I have, <laughs> I've done them for twilight movies. So, <laughs> um, I've done them for the Twilight, uh, well, Twilight movie release in the theaters, um, both Twilight and New Moon, and also the DVD release at Hot Topic for Twilight movie at midnight. So there, that is the only you know release other than that. Um, video games, I just gotten them in the store the next day or whenever I could, or you know, Super Mario RPG, I just had it waiting to download that night it came out so so yes that is it i saw the first lord of the rings uh midnight release so that (laughs) would be my uh movie entry (laughs) there you go we did see the uh one of the matrix movies um midnight release the one of the latest ones that just came out so oh nice is it the fourth one the not enter the matrix that's a video game resurrection is did you saw that yes Yes, Resurrection, we went and saw at midnight because that is one of my dear husband's favorite movies. So, yeah, I'm gonna, it, so. I'm gonna share a hot take because Simbu shared a hot take. Matrix Resurrections is a lot better of a movie than people give it credit for. That, that, that's my yes. hot take. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, there you go. Um, uh, Jamie Alice, did you do any? midnight releases at all for video games I, I i could swear you joined me for one or two but i'm trying to remember i don't think i have because my butt is always in bed around that time <laughs> <and I don't... laughs> sleep is important to me <laughs> i don't think i've ever done a midnight release of anything okay. no that's all right it, and that's and speaking of which when you when you were in bed for about like four or five hours at that point Mobster Jason and and myself got home. We proceeded to play Smash Brothers Ultimate together up until around 3 a.m., unlocking characters as, as we went. Uh, I remember only getting like three or four hours of sleep myself. Is like I, honestly, I, I wasn't used to staying up that late because even five years ago, I, I still had an old man schedule and I normally get up around 6 a.m. And also, I, I still wanted to keep playing the the damn game. Uh, that the later that next day, uh, or you know that 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 day i guess same day at that point uh i held a large tournament celebrating the release of super smash brothers ultimate so i was trying to play during the day to try and continue on and unlock as many characters as i could um because ultimate funny enough only starts off with the main eight characters that super smash brothers on the 64 came out with because it really ultimate was celebrating the and puts in order for of release all of the characters that's how the character select screen is set up um so again it starts off with eight but there's 74 total characters in the base game not counting dlc um 
Astromanes, I'm going to bug you with this question. Do you like having to unlock secret characters in video games like this or like other video games? Or do you think they should be available from the start? Or do you think there should be some sort of option or even secret code to unlock them? I I think it works well. I like it when it's used well. And I think to be used well you should present the most sort of like straightforward character options initially and make the unlocks progressively more kind of like interesting or weird because then it feels like it serves a purpose. It's kind of on ramping you into this is how the systems work in this game when you do it that way. Um, The uh, yeah, like as long as it feels like a progression, like when I don't like it is when it is purely, you know, currency spend, like even if it like is largely the same and even if you can say, oh, well, currency spend means you can pick who you unlock. It still just feels more, I don't know, cheap and free to play kind of thing to me, even if the game isn't free to play and it's using some other form of currency like and it's. It's purely, even though mechanically, you know, theoretically it would, you know, be better for the player to be able to pick. I think like unlock as a progression can work. Yeah, definitely. And and some of the examples of where it didn't work in the Smash Smash series would be with Smash Melee, where you had to do the survive uh, Smash mode, where you had to go 15 minutes without dying mm-hmm. against uh, like five or six other uh, of those like p- polygon guys to try and unlock Falco. And then if you lose against that match against Falco, you you have to do the whole thing all over again. And, or like you have to get 20 KOs in cruel melee to unlock Sonic and tails. Like it's, it, it sucks to have to do that. Like it, it's a real pain. Yeah. In terms of means of unlocking. Yeah. Like, I think it's kind of like, if you have a lot of characters to unlock, I think you like, make a ton of the mainline ones just like pretty easy if you just keep playing keep unlocking like especially in a like fighting game like that it's kind of rough when it's like oh to unlock the characters we can't play multiplayer i have to go you know and do this weird challenge as you described uh with falco whatever to unlock a particular (laughs) character on one on the other hand like I think if you maybe make a couple characters like that, that are sort of the weirdest or most powerful or whatever, something that sets them apart, a couple characters are like that. And the rest of them, you mostly unlock through kind of normal play, meaning you could even have it be specific stuff conditions that is per character, but make it things that are, you know, fairly likely to just happen as people are playing. That makes sense. Good examples uh, or odd examples would be like Diddy Kong Racing. You unlock this character called Drumstick by running over a frog with a waddle. And then that (laughs) same game, you to unlock the the master character, uh, Double T, you have to like, I think you have to get every single gold trophy and every single gold balloon in the main game or some crazy crap like that. And then you, you unlock the, the, this crazy kind of tough to handle handling character, but has really great speed. So uh, Jason kind of want to get your feedback on that. Do you like the progression of unlocking characters the way ultimate did that? Or what, what are your thoughts? I actually do <laughs> like the way they did that one. Um, where you start with a small group and you keep expanding as you go. I actually enjoyed that. Um, It would be cool to see a few more fighting games do that, but most of them don't. Um, Smash has always had it, so I think they kind of... 
uh, I don't even know the right way to phrase it, like a kind of a tribute to their old games since they were doing like everything is from all their games is in one. So I I thoroughly enjoy the unlocking progression like that. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's really a good point because uh, like you said, all the games had some secret characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I didn't care for the way the Wii U and 3DS one did because yeah. they only had like what five or ten or something. And yeah, it was a little bit odder. But and like, uh, and the other problem is when you have like how to unlock Falco and stuff with the special missions. A lot of people don't usually know how to do that, so they always have to Google it now to figure that stuff out. And then it's like, am I missing something else when they have those special things? So, and imagine back then, internet wasn't, I mean, it was 2001, and, so it was right. there, but it wasn't as pervasive as it is now. No smartphones, nothing really like that. <clears throat> um, a cool thing with Melee was that, like, if you played like every 10, 10 or 20 battles or something, it then gives the winner of that match the ability to fight the unlockable character so you could do the painful battle or you could do like i think it's 400 matches to be able to yeah. get a chance to beat falco and and unlock them um it's funny it makes me think of when uh mobster and i we unlocked marth and we're like who the hell is marth <laughs> like, at that point fire emblem was a non-entity in the in the United States. And mm-hmm. it was of course, smash brothers that introduced everybody to the fire emblem series uh, that weren't importing it or anything, or weren't that didn't come from Japan, or I think even PAL regions uh, to again, to fire emblem. So um, going back to our, that, that same day where I held the tournament, it was a double loss elimination bracket style. And it was really cool. Cause the final final came down to mobster and it was against his, uh, his his cousin's son Tyler, and they, they were. It was a it was like double elimination at that point. Um, unfortunately, after a valiant effort, uh, Mobster and his Corin were defeated by his opponents Robin. To view this match, I got a link in the description below. Please check it out. <laughs> and to continue this celebration, I'm hosting another Smash tournament this Saturday. As I mentioned, it's going to be live streamed. Um, here on YouTube of Inferno Fox Gaming, Mobster, any strategies you intend to employ to assure your victory? Can't give those away. Got to make sure I use them to win. <laughs> any decoy strategies you'd like to tell us you'll be using, you won't actually be using. <laughs> no, it's just a matter. Of, you know, it's a it's a fighting game. Uh, you got to try to really be cognitive and aware of your opponent's strategy. It's really what you got to, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like a chess game. Uh, you got to anticipate kind of what you think they're going to do. You got to, you know, try to change things up, not always do the same thing. So they're not anticipating what you're going to do. So, so that's, I mean, it's the gist of it. Nothing really too specific. No. I try worrying about the other characters, but I worry about, my own because i end up falling down a lot so it's kind of hard trying to keep my eyes to where my character is and where the other characters are 
Now, nice thing is this tournament will be uh, 1v1. So, Jamie Owls, whenever you always play with us, you're always one of like eight people. So, it's a <laughs> lot easier to, to follow just two characters mm -hmm. <clears throat> going on at the same time versus the crazy madness that is the, the eight-man crazy melee. And, Jamie Owls, while I've got you, what would you describe as Mobster's reaction to his loss? at the time <laughs> five years ago uh, if looks could kill i'd be dead by now <laughs> uh, general question for everyone what would you say is one of the more um tougher tougher losses that you've had in in video games like so it doesn't even have to be competitive but like a time that you could be i mean that it'd be great if you got a good comp competitive example but like one of the tough tougher losses that you've had uh in in video games one of the ones that i'll give is uh non-video not non-video game um is video game related but more like mario rpg the original super nintendo one storm uh before i got a hundred of those super jumps in a row where you have to time it just pixel perfect right one of the one of the times i got 99 and i thought i hit 100 and when i went and checked the one guy where you can where he tells you and at the fact that i got 99 i was like son of a i was really mad really really mad and then it wasn't until like another like three to six months later that i finally hit 100 with with that damn game um simbu you got any tough losses tough video game losses um <laughs> i mean honestly any Anytime you're facing a boss and it's a tough boss, like it, you know, and it could be anywhere in the game. Like it could be a, a random spawn boss that shows up, like a random world boss, and you get the get get them down to you know one or two hits left, and you get you know asteroided or meteored or something, and it kills you. That's always a tough one, um, but. Honestly, I, I I go back to the Halo Three release, that Halo tournament I played in that night. I was in the top four, and the my opponent we went one v one, and my opponent got a lucky lucky head a lucky header on me and took me out of the took me out of the tournament. So that was tough. Mm. I think you told me about that like years ago. That sounds familiar because I, I I remember I, I feel like I I remember that that ah, that's that's that stings yeah. Um, Storm, how about you? Any tough video game losses that just really hit hard? Uh, um, you know, I would say in God of War, the final Viking queen. Um, I still have not beaten her, but I've gotten close and close enough that like her bar was, you know, really, really down low and I needed only a, maybe a couple dozen more hits on her and she would have been dead, mm -hmm. but she got me and that was it. And I've not been able to get her down that low since then. So it's more recently it has to be her there have been other things in you know going through mario odyssey when it first came out not all that great at the jumping puzzle games and stuff like jumping on platforms <laughs> you should hear me do death runs on Fortnite. it's a spatial <laughs> thing for me 
<laughs> as as those two can attest to, I I will complain and and say every other name in the book at falling, and I will quit. And yeah, but anyway, funny. Uh, <laughs> no, that's funny that's side about note. it. <laughs> funny side note about the Fortnite death runs is Storm is the reason why we play them. Yep. <laughs> They're a great way to get XP, but man, man, some of them just ooh, it's a I don't know. Jumping on platforms and moving things, it, it it's a sensory thing for me, I think, with video games, and I'm not great at it. So I think yeah, some important. of those will frustrate me. The important thing though is that you're still at it, you're still playing, you're still trying and everything like that. And there's there's something to be said to uh, your perseverance and stick that really should be admired. I know, I know I do. And it's definitely something that where you, you, if you just, you keep trying and you, you're, you're sticking with it, it's definitely uh, a, a great quality to, to have overall. Uh, yep. Astro, oh, sorry. Uh, start. Nope. Nope. I was just saying, going to say, yep. And thank you. Um, Astromedes, how about you? What, what sort of, um, Video game losses have totally had your your super competitiveness flare up and have really get you upset because I know that you're you're just you're such a fiery personality and you get set off so easily. Yes, that's me. Um, <laughs> the uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to get maybe more worked up when playing games like with my brother. I think that was probably more kind of just sibling rivalry and an excuse to fight and then or almost fight and then really <laughs> fight basically um as a kid uh i remember that we were playing wrestlemania and this wasn't actually a loss for me but my little little brother he was probably uh no more than eight six or eight or something uh at the time he uh choked me with the controller oh my god <laughs> he was a few years older than that actually he was a little bit older but he tried to choke me with a controller cord uh but nice. uh i'll possibly beat you to the punch and say non-game gameplay related the worst loss uh that is related to video games is I managed to lose your Nintendo 64 that you had loaned to me. So I'll announce to the world that I'm the reason uh, your collection is uh, not complete there. Let, let's give the audience a caveat there, though. I a Reminder of the audience, I let Astromedes borrow my Nintendo 64 back in like 2006. Okay, 2006. And it wasn't until... <laughs> 2021 or something 15 years later that i had asked I'm like hey where's that N nintendo 64 ad you know i wasn't <laughs> just making sure you know we we, we qualify this generally 15 years going by is a i'm okay time. with the hate i set it on fire and threw it in the trash and cackled and said that inferno fox this will show him for beating me at smash brothers so often see astromedes had the long game going right there <laughs> Uh, Jason, how about you? Any, any losses that have gotten you, gotten you down besides, of course, your, uh, little, little brother always kicking your butt at Smash Brothers? <laughs> no, but the, there's been a few like matches in Fortnite or stuff here and there where you're so close to winning. And then it's some, like, uh, Simbu said, some lucky shot that like, takes you out with one little hit and you're like, how? 
or like you die and they show you what you get killed with and you're like how did they kill me with that when i had a better <laughs> weapon you know and but yeah, you, you see you got that, killed with a common pistol like uh -huh, yeah how did that <laughs> exactly. happen <laughs> exactly but other than that i can't think of anything that was like oh my god traumatic type uh experience <laughs> It's funny. I, I normally I so next I would call on mobster, but like I'll, I'll mention one of the things that like doesn't upset me is when I'm playing Smash Brothers and it usually you guys it, you guys would attest that it would usually get down to me and mobster and mm -hmm. um, when mobster manages to beat me and it, he he wins maybe one out of every three matches, one out of two or three, I, I would say. Um, it's like one out of maybe six. <laughs> my my thought process is that if i beat him that's like okay that's 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 okay but if he beats me then a i've done something what did i do that i did wrong and where can i improve upon and i would have not never gotten that had i not had mobster beat me literally beat me to the punch uh, and and to the kick off the screen and number two there's there's a odd sense of pride when um mobster and i have been playing uh, as well as jason the smash brothers series since the year 2000 since the nintendo 64 iteration so yep. playing so long and having somebody play so well to be able to really play uh, and I would I classify my skill level at Smash as uh, I'll just say it's better than average. So having somebody who is able to meet me at that level and beat me, there's a level. I, I'm not gonna lie, there's a level of pride to it. There, it reminds me of when uh, Astromedes, he and I used to work at the same place, and we would just go back to my house to play melee. And Astromedes got good, like like seriously good at melee. And where he would give Mobster a decent run at at his money at, at the game, and you know, there's a sense of pride to that. You know, you you play games with with friends and everything like that, and if you you feel like okay, they they sort of pick up on a lot of what what's good and and everything. It's kind of like with Fork Knife, where out of our core group, I was the one who had joined the newest and. You know, maybe there's a sense of pride for Storm. Storm's been playing the longest, where I'm able to do some stuff and and perform well. Maybe there's pride there for for Storm or uh, Simbu. Simbu, the best, the best player at Fortnite. Yep. You know, I'm right. But a sense of pride for them that, that when I do well, although I, I usually uh, attention span. Sometimes <laughs> I just have to drive the car and spin around. But yeah, sometimes it's stuck. Say <laughs> yeah gets stuck under the, the map goes under the map yeah. I, I would say anytime that infernal fox remembers that it is not tears of the kingdom and he does not have a glider with him at <laughs> yeah. all times, is, a good day, is a good match or hogwarts legacy <laughs> and i don't have that revelio spell and i'm literally hitting left on the darn control um the, the d-pad to initiate that yeah. spell to find stuff around me well, I would say the 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 Revelio is not as bad as you trying to hop off a high ledge to catch up to us um, and going, oh crap, this isn't Tears of the Kingdom, Bidding. guys. I need to be rezzed. 
Yeah, and, and to our audience, that has happened more than once. I, I am not kidding. When Tears of the Kingdom came out in May, I was playing that as well as taking breaks and playing Fork Knife with the crew here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm over here playing with with the the PS5 controller, and the setup, of course, is the same. And I'm hit. I jump and I hit the X button to deploy the glider. Oh wait, splat! Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. General question for everyone, and, uh, and Mobster, I'll, I'll open with you first. This controller is going to fall. It's going to fall, and you'll laugh. It'll be funny. Uh, Mobster, uh, what is what is it that you like the most or enjoy with uh, just Super Smash Brothers in general? Uh, I mean, I probably, the enjoy, what I enjoy the most is being able to play with my friends and against my friends, um, as opposed to just playing uh, by myself because I'm a, I'm a multiplayer person. I like to play with my friends. I'm not a big single uh, game player person. So that's what I enjoy the most. I also l- like all the different characters that they have uh, available to play and that are different and like learn. And as much as you want to be tr- kind of good with all of them, it's really hard to do that. And uh, kind of probably more beneficial to focus mainly on one person, but <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I uh, I can definitely appreciate that. Uh, S- Storm, how about you? I, I knew you mentioned um, either early in the earlier in the podcast or a little before um, you hadn't played Smash in in a little bit. Um, what do you enjoy the most about the Smash series? No, honestly, well, I'll get sentimental for a moment, but it was playing with you and some of the times that you would come over when we had to done the sixty four and you and I would spend hours playing <laughs> while like Greg was at work, whatever, when we had the condo. Um, so yeah, it's just, again, going off a of mobster then as well, it's playing with everyone. And I just had other games where I started playing with people. So, you know, I do want to play smash and just need to get better at it before playing against you. But yeah, it would be, uh, playing with you there inferno and also it is not a lie that you are that good at it um (laughs) where you are not just trying to toot your own horn for the sake of tooting your own horn no you are really good yes there is like so playing against you is fun and i get a kick out of once in a while when you'll let me get a hit in or two but uh mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i don't mind just being your the punching bag for you i'm air quoting the punching bag for you to practice on so that is the the most fun i have with it and it's just being able to you know i do get satisfaction out of being able to knock you off a ledge a little bit or getting a hit in it's like yes i hit it once yay go me and then you know i'll die so but there you go uh no thank you i and i appreciate that um jason how about you um it's funny i think you're gonna have a lot of more your reasons are gonna be uh, a bit parallel more with uh my reasons for liking the series but shoot really Mm. um i can mobster said i love the selection of characters i think it's great that they put them in i remember you complaining that there were too many characters at one point in the series Uh, (laughs) but now it's like bringing more and more and more and that was what 20 characters ago yeah (laughs) it probably was yep oh you can see them all right right behind me too (laughs) yeah 
I'm going to say, but it's just fun seeing all the different characters and being able to use a, every match is completely different because of the fact that we change our characters so much. And yes, I agree that it, to get better, you need to learn a few of the characters more than all the others, but we like to do a lot of random one character select. So every match is completely different. So it's, it's a fun fighting game to where it's not like your normal Mortal Kombat game to where it's like two characters on the screen. You can have up to eight players in mass chaos of suits, you know, <laughs> like, so it's stuff like that that makes it so fun. Uh, playing it on your own is kind of, eh, but, you know, but when we get together in the groups that, that makes it the more enjoyable yeah, it's it, it it's definitely a a thing where I enjoy the playing with the friends, and now I've I pretty much as you can see again I've embraced the the many 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 characters that that are in it, and the idea that you can have a a, a dream match where you have uh, Mario playing in a Super Mario Brothers one base stage against the main villain from the Tekken series. It's just <laughs> it, it, stuff like that is just bizarre. Or where you'll have a tag team match where you, Sephiroth teams up with Pikachu against uh, a Fire Emblem character and Simon Belmont. It's just some of the, the oddest matchups, and it can just yep. be a, a, a ton of fun. Um, and there there have been other video games that have kind of done the the Smash sort of um style of gameplay such as like brawlhalla uh nickelodeon all-star brawl and multiverses uh they're trying to clone that that gameplay with varying levels of success um simbu i'm gonna bug bug you for your experience uh with multiverses uh when it was up uh what do you what do you feel really worked with multiverses and what would you have liked to have seen changed with that that particular entry um to be honest, you know, the, the fact that it is basically just a Smash clone, I think worked really well for it. Um, the fact that it was all, you know, Warner Brothers uh, IPs in the game works for it. You know, characters from Looney Tunes and DC and, you know, all, all, all that. I think that works really well. Even, you know, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <clears throat> um, I think that works really well because that's you know it's characters you don't really see sometimes like when's the last time you saw Taz in a video game when was the last time you know you saw Shaggy in a video game or you know things like that um, where, where it really needed improvement on was just the overall combat um, as Jason the 13th might attest, it was very sluggish. Mm. Um, you know, as far as, you know, from trying to be a fighting game, you know, it was a very, it was very sluggish when you compare it to Smash Brothers. Um, not to mention, I do think their hitboxes need a lot of rework. Um, because there were times where, and, Jason can attest to this where we would you would look like you connected but you missed. They look like they missed but they would connect. Uh. You know. So it you know and and again it was in its open beta. 
<laughs> you know, so hopefully when it comes back out, a lot of this will be fixed. I mean, it's not very often you see a game with what uh, a two year open beta like multiverses was. I mean, they had three seasons. You know, they had the, their little half season and they had season one and season two, you know, before during the open beta. So, I mean, they, 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 but at the same time, I think a two year open beta for them was what they needed. Yeah. I, I wonder if the issues you mentioned with hitboxes were, was just their net code. Like it might just be that it appeared a certain way to you, you know, when in reality, according to, you know, the server, whatever, this guy hit this guy, but you as a player are going to see something wrong because your local system is, you know, accounting for that in a game where people move around a lot it seems like a tough problem so it, i wonder if uh it, that it's was funny too because multiverses actually has a rollback net code which is mm-hmm. like, good fighting games will have and yep. smash ultimate is lacking that's a that's that's an important distinction hmm. yeah that's um, interesting i didn't know that that smash brothers didn't i thought that was basically like the de facto standard now for doing net code that way yeah, if there's any, if there's one thing you can count on with Nintendo is for their them to be way behind the times in regards to in internet connectivity abilities. Although again, they're they're much better, but they're where uh, Sony would be in 2016 and Microsoft would be in 2000 and almost said 2006, 2009. So, but that that that's that's just me. Um, Astromedes, though, what do you think about? Or, or like, what do you think these clones are missing that the Smash series itself always seems to nail? Uh, first of all, it's a loaded question. I do agree with you, though, um, that Smash Brothers in general is at least, you know, and, I, and I've played a few. I played Multiverses a bit. Um, I played Rivals of Aether, another uh, Steam PC one, uh, and uh, Brawlhalla, which I really did not like. But the um i mean in general i would say smash brothers has kind of better characters meaning most of these other kind of platform fighters like like to me multiverses just feels a little more like kind of cold and corporate and, and designed by committee it's like oh all the warner brothers properties it's like aren't you nostalgic about warner brothers characters like no you're nostalgic about the movies and stuff they were in, whatever, where like Nintendo, you don't really have that bad association. It's like you are nostalgic about this, you know, platforms group of characters, you know, you've seen in all these games over time. So I think inherently there's kind of like better, more cohesive appeal for the Smash Brothers games, even though, as you mentioned, the characters are getting a bit more sort of weird and far reaching. It, hmm. I I would just think that, you know, the the other kind of aspect is Nintendo's quality control in general, you know, tends to make them look better. You know, they're not going to do a two year open beta. They're going to do, you know, a two year closed hush hush beta or whatever and still get everything nailed down. But uh, they're not going to let the public see their their property looking bad, essentially. Um, and then um I think, yeah, like I said, I think a lot of the other, you see a a lot of like, uh, uh, again, multiverses being free to play like works against it. I think like just with, as with kind of like all Nintendo games, it's like you kind of, you have this like justified 
high expectation of like the level of polish that's going to be on everything. Um, and uh, you, they pretty much always deliver versus everything else has legitimately been a little more spotty in what it delivers. I guess the other thing, as I think of it too, I would probably say is that I think like what kind of the platform fighter thing does well in general is like spectacle like when people are flying around, when there's this many people on screen, it's like there's a lot of like spectacle in that, um, like inherently. And it makes it spectacle that doesn't involve blood or beating people up, you know. So it's very it feels like a, a fighting game designed by Nintendo because now you don't have to beat your characters up. Actually, they just get knocked around. It feels comical. And I think Smash Brothers just nails that like kind of spectacle. Like I think watching like a multiverses game. Like me personally, I didn't actually think multiverses felt kind of slow or sluggish really, but I would say watching a match, it doesn't feel as exciting, just something about it. And it's probably just the Nintendo fine tunes everything. Like one thing I can think of is like the weight, maybe I would almost say all the multiverses characters feel like they weigh almost nothing in Smash Brothers terms. Whereas in Smash Brothers, you normally get a much nicer sense of kind of like a more tangible gravity. So, I mean, really, it's a lot of things, but yeah, I think it boils down to like Nintendo's characters is just a better set of characters, Nintendo quality control, and uh, just really nailing the spectacle. No, that's that's really good feedback. And it's funny you say spectacle, because <laughs> if there's anything that's become spectacle, it had been the uh, teased releases of all the characters that, that are revealed, like the CG trailers, especially with Ultimate, with characters and like the, the DLC where like characters like Hero from Dragon Quest, uh, Sephiroth, uh, stuff like that, where it, it literally is a spectacle in of itself, where you 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 have Mario getting speared by the Mazmune, which is a uh, sort of a homage to Cloud, that happening to Cloud in the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children movie. So th there's a bit of th that sort of spectacle within the game and even some of the meta outside of it. And it's just, it's a thing where... I just feel like the creators of the game love the games, love the source. And they, 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 there's like a real sense that like they care about what they're making and, and how they're, they're putting into it so that you can, you can feel a, a true quality product when you play it. At least that, that's my own thought. Uh, Mobster, uh, have you tried, did you try multiverses? Did Jason, have you tried it at all? Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty much I, the thing I have to say about it is I felt like it really needs to run smoother. Like it doesn't really run smooth. Like I felt like there could be like a delay. Like uh, I go to hit somebody, but it's that I'm, I'm getting hit and I'm not expecting it or something, you know, like it's, it's just the timing, timing of things. Um, it just, it needs to be smoothed out. I, I mean, I think it could be good. I, I liked the, they had the different characters and the Warner brothers characters, but um I haven't played it a ton, but I just think that it was a little choppy, I guess. And then it really just comes down to timing of things. No, that's fair. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I, I kind of felt the same way, same way. Like I played uh, the Nickelodeon all-star brawl and that felt like it, the, the odd word I'm going to use is like clean. It felt very like uh, sterile. Maybe that, that's a better word word for sterile it. Is probably a better option. Cause it's like you're, you're, I'm playing it and it's, 
Uh, I, of course, played it when it first came out and there, there was none of the voice acting and the music was really generic. It wasn't from the series. The levels look good. The characters look good. But like it just it missed that sort of spirit and heart and the gameplay just wasn't as as solid. And they now have released an ultimate version, which contains all the DLC. And I think the sequel just released like, like a month or so ago. Um, getting back to Smash, uh, last question for the night as we wrap things up. Uh, if you could, oh, simple, go ahead. Um, I, I wanted to piggyback on, on that. Uh, this the what you asked Astromedes. I wanted to ask him ask him this: with multiverses being by player first games, a relatively new, if not a brand new developer, could this be their? Could this more be their way of just being transparent with the industry um, by having such a long open beta and allowing everybody to play the game? Um, could this be, like I said, be their version of transparency and care what and be their their example of, hey, we care what you guys think. You yeah, know, we I want you to be part of the dev as much as we are, because you're the ones that are ultimately going to be selling this game and playing this game for us. Yeah, hundred percent, and I think it's it's the right move for them. It's just their your motivations as a newcomer in both a genre that was literally defined and completely dominated by the other party, Smash Brothers, uh, and a comparatively small new company. You're better off just getting your stuff out there, people seeing it. And yeah, for this, I think for a fighting game, because of course for a fighting game, you know, balance is a huge factor. So basically the you, you can't figure out balance generally with you know automated unit testing and stuff you just have to have real people play it a ton and see how real people are really going to react you know when you change things across the board when you change stuff for individual people so i think it was absolutely you know the right move to actually have a big open beta like that and it, and it could very well signal good things and i mean to be fair like i actually did see a lot of ideas i liked in the mechanics of multiverses and i would say purely mechanics alone i kind of liked everything they had to offer i think honestly it's just mostly like the sort of like bad smell of a free-to-play game was the thing i disliked the most about it like and uh <laughs> but i mean you know i was able to unlock characters and stuff i had to grind a bit to do it but you know i unlocked some characters and the, the biggest controversy being the fact that they had these founders packs that you would spend money on and now the game is no longer playable. Like there, there's a lot of people rightfully angry that they put money in the game and that now they can't play it with the big caveat that mm -hmm. when it launches and relaunches in early 2024, just in a, literally in, in, in a couple months, if you paid money in it, you're going to get the full game. You don't have to pay again. You get everything back whatever progress you made in multiverses you're getting back you you're not going to lose any of your money or any 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 of the the things that you've earned so if you put money in hey you'll be taken care of when it gets back up and uh as astrobedes and simba were saying this is a new company so you got to think like okay the time down and the data they got with the long beta they, they should be able to provide a, a better a, a better more nuanced experience with more unlockable characters but getting back back into smash brothers sort of rounding things <laughs> out for the series uh and really the 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 podcast and celebration overall so if you had the choice 
or chance to add any character that you wanted into the next <laughs> Smash Brothers game, or even this one. Let, let, let's play that way. Either this one or the next one. The With the Matsuhiro Sakurai rule of it has to be a video game character first. It cannot be... You can't say Goku because Goku appeared in video games. He was an anime character first. You can't say... Uh, Towelie from South Park because Towelie was a cartoon first. If you had to pick a video game character, uh, Jamie Ells, I'm going to pick pick you next after I ask Storm. Mm. Storm, who would you add to Smash Brothers? Oh, uh, Kratos. <laughs> and boy, those two. <laughs> boy. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um try to think of anyone else because Pac-Man's already in there. You know, they could throw a bow on him and throw Mrs. Pac-Man in there. Um, but yeah, no, Kratos. That'd be a good one. Boy. Solid pick. Yeah. He was yep. he was in PlayStation All Stars mm-hmm. and he was in Mortal Kombat 9. Yeah, yeah. He has experience in this genre. All the games <laughs> that everyone forgot about, including me, until uh, you just mentioned it. Side note about his appearance in Mortal Kombat 9 that is now uh, canon. Is now canon. It is canon for the series because he tells because a it story. Is mentioned in Ragnarok. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. It, is, it absolutely is a, a canon event. Uh, Jamie Owls, who would you add into Smash Brothers? I have a few. Um, number one, of course, would be Spiral the Dragon. Uh, the second choice would be... Um, I know there were rumors that he was supposed to be on there, which is Crash Bandicoot. And my third choice would be Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. <laughs> Those are my top three that I would love to have on the new Smash Brothers. Nice. Yeah, all three of them very... Uh, e- I'm going to say easily doable, all three of them. Mm-hmm. There, there are other characters that sort of set that precedent. Mm-hmm. Um, Simbu, how about you? Uh, assuming, of course, you 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 really got back into it and you're you're into the series, or you like what the next Smash Brothers is selling, who would you like to see added into Smash Brothers? Um, well, let's go with uh, let's go with Assassin's Creed. Ezio, hmm. Altair, you know, Ivor, it doesn't matter because that would be, they would be an interesting character to play. Um, But if I really had to, I'd honestly like to see some of the, I'd like to see Star Wars. I got that can't. Jedi, Sith. Mm-hmm. Nope. You oh, can't wait. do that because yeah. that wasn't video a, a video game first. Oh. <laughs> either way i still put it out there i'd like to see star wars i don't care um so <laughs> his answer of Ezio, it's funny he's he mentions that because Ezio and rayman a little more rayman from both of them i think from ubisoft um th- there were real mutterings and chatterings about one of them being in smash brothers uh rayman in the last one uh for like the wii u 3ds because there was a trophy of him and then uh, I think there was some murmurings about Ezio for the the newest one because the, the, he could do it. He he would fit perfectly, absolutely. Uh, Astromedius, how about you? 
Uh, the one that comes to mind would be the Prince of Space from Katamari Damacy, the main character, <laughs> because I can only imagine the special moves being really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you get a whole like they've done Minecraft and it updated all the stages to make uh, Steve from Minecraft possible. So why not? You know, <laughs> uh, Jason, who is your hmm. pick? Well, four out of my top five video game franchises are already in all uh, Smash Brothers. So I would have to put Disgaea. And of course, Laharl and Etna would be the main two characters from Disgaea that are probably the most popular characters, even though they've only been in two of the games out of the like nine that are out. <laughs> but Laharl and Etna would be the two I would want to see added to Smash Brothers. You know, and I'm I'm surprised that they don't have a presence at least like as a spirit or something. You know how they they had those unlockable spirits, like mm-hmm. that. Why not have that in there? And it, it do they like, have? Do they have anything from their company? That's the problem. Right. I don't think they have anything from their company. And, and to uh, that end, it's 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 the same thing with Nihon Falcom, where there's no nothing from the Kasaki Trail series or, mm-hmm. or anything from the Ease series, and those are like big time rpgs for japan as well so it's interesting uh printies aren't in smash brothers no right they they don't got anything like like at least as a a spirit you would think Mm -hmm. weird i could have swore that there were purple penguins in smash brothers at one point for something Uh, like a trophy or something well uh that wouldn't be a disgaea because they're blue (laughs) the printies are blue not purple. <laughs> uh, Mobster, how about you? What character would you like to see in Smash Brothers? I mean, those who know me would obviously expect for me to say one specific answer, which I'll Here we say, go. say second. Uh, I'll give you two. One, I thought I think Ninja Gaiden would be cool. Um, and then, of course, Master Chief. Yeah. Both of them would be also also great characters, <laughs> and both were heavily rumored with the the DLC batches for for Ultimate because there were stop leakers confirmed that there was Microsoft involvement in both of the DLC packs, which ended up being Banjo Kazooie and Steve from Minecraft. So like that would have been honestly that would have been the shot in the arm that the Halo series would have would have sorely needed for the the, to generate that name hype just as much as the shot in the arm where nintendo was stupid and didn't add samus into fork knife like she was planned for but nintendo's like no we don't want our our skin of of a nintendo character appearing on a playstation pc or xbox thing is more people playing metroid and more people playing these games and series the better and my choice would be scorpion and or sub-zero for mortal kombat uh, my my vote was number my f- number one vote for the the poll that was up, like t- what nine years ago I think when it was open was Cloud from Smash Brothers. I got my wish. I I I, I obviously got my wish, but my number two vote was Scorpion. And that you know really honestly, even with how violent it is, the f- I think the fact that it's an American uh, own series hurts it more than it being so violent although the violence doesn't help either that does not play well in japan but yeah 
So that's that is our discussion with the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Anniversary, which again, December seventh. Want to give a big, huge, a big, huge shout out to the cast and crew here for, for joining me, uh, Mobster. Thank you so much for joining. Of course. And Jason the Thirteenth, whom you can find at his YouTube channel of Jason the Thirteenth. Jason, you got any content coming? I need to get uh, busy and put out the DLC for the Pokemon. That that is the main thing I have to work on. Just finding time is the hard part. Yeah, we definitely gotta gotta catch your your gameplays of, of which you can watch on Jason the Thirteenth on YouTube. He's got some good gameplays for both Pokemon and for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Astromedes, whom you can find at Second Place Games, where he's a developer and co-owner. Astromedes, thank you again so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm not looking forward to having to fight people one-on-one in Smash Brothers. (laughs) Yes, Yes, it, 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 it will also be a double elimination tournament. I am not a competitor. I am not competing. So uh, take with that knowledge what you will. Storm Rose Sky, thank you so much for joining us, Storm, whom you can find at Twitch and YouTube channels of Storm Rose Sky. Storm, you just released a new video, right? Yes, I did. It is five more forgotten, um, again, air quoting, forgotten movies of the 80s, like Batteries Not Included, um, hmm. Cocoon also made the list this time around, so I'm going to be working on Another one, hopefully soon. I have some more ideas knocking around and maybe doing a collab soon. So we'll have to we'll have to talk about that offline. Soon. Yes. But, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yes, absolutely. Definitely looking forward to that. And we can always, I can always help you out with the, the logistics with that. Um, Simbu Dark Fang, whom you can find not only at Basement of the Dead. Uh, in Aurora, Illinois, that again is Basement of the Dead in the suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, where he is a primary actor. Uh, but also he ha- he and his friends do uh, live playthroughs of video games at Scurry Face. I will have a link in the description for that. Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Hey, it's always a good time to come on here and yak since, you know, people actually want to hear me, I think. Well. <laughs> I do. I, I I don't know about that, Jason the 13th. No, I could do without Simbu. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it from the horse's Patoot. tail. <laughs> <laughs> the horse's tail. <laughs> and finally, last but certainly not least, Jamie Owls87, my partner and partner in crime. Thank you so much for joining us, especially since we were talking about Smash Brothers. I know it's not a uh, hugely big, interesting topic, but not only do I appreciate you joining, but also appreciate when you play with us so that uh, you can watch your character fall off the screen because you lose track because it's so freaking hard sometimes when there's eight people. And I don't care what they say, even though if, if your name is above your head, when you got like eight names flying all over the place, like it gets crazy. It gets hard to to and to the levels are three inches wide. Yes. Yeah. Or worse, it's like a mile wide and you can't find where you're at because there's some sort of thing blocking you or something. Ah. Thank you for people that stop moving around so I can find my character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me. I always enjoy coming on here and talking with you guys. 
even though there's some video games I may have never played or don't play as often, but still nice to hear you guys speak about it. And I know you're passionate about, so thank you for having me. Absolutely. And finally, just thank you to our audience for checking us out. And you can find us on uh, here on YouTube, as well as Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, and more. Thanks again, and have a great day. And remember, remember, Simbu, he's the best of Fork Knife.